film and television. Merely entertainment, right? No. There's so much more to film and television that changes our perspectives. And as a result, we can have different, either realistic expectations or non-realistic expectations about what life is really like. Whether it be horror that helps us develop a habit of turning every light on in the house or a comedy that helps us relieve tension in the saddest times of our life. I want to go in the Wayback Machine and find out exactly what movie helped shape you. I'm Oma Shadi, and welcome to the Between the Bannisters podcast. Thank you so much for coming back to Between the Bannisters podcast. Listen, I am exhilarated and energized to talk today about this movie and to this incredible person. So today we are going to be talking to Jarrell Young and a little bit about Jarrell before we kick it off. So Jarrell was raised in a military family in the 80s and had the opportunity to travel all over the U.S. and Europe. So this had positive and negative effects. The positives was at a young age, he experimented and experienced different cultures, food, architectures, and landscapes. And the negatives was long stints away from extended family, culture shock, no internet, cell phones, and only one English speaking TV channel. All of these restrictions helped mold his active imagination, his ability to adapt, and love of older movies of all genres. And his writing is a direct result of all of this. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast, Jarrell. Tell the the kids what we're talking about today. Well, today we're honored, I'm honored to be on this podcast to talk about the 1981 horror classic, American Werewolf in London. Yes! Yes. (laughs) (laughs) My canvas off, so you didn't see me do the the excited Muppet arms. Right, Um, right. So I'm excited. First of all, Jarrell cracks me up because Jarrell is such a teddy bear and he's such a sweetheart. But Jarrell definitely has one of these like late night R&B radio voices. Oh, thank you, thank you. Where I feel like we're we're in the quiet. We're in the quiet storm. The quiet storm. Quiet storm. <laughs> Next, Bobby Womack. <laughs> Peaches and herbs. Peaches and herbs. Why? <laughs> why not? Uh, why not? All right. Well, tell me why you. you loved it. Okay. Now let me just let me just preface this. I might get me kicked off the podcast. <laughs> I, I I I'm not. And this may be a revelation, and it might end our friendship. But I'm, oh, no. I'm I, I I'm not particularly a horror fan. Oh no! Right. It's never going to ruin our friendship. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Now, yeah, unlike my <laughs> wife, yeah, she she's a horror fan, you know. Yes, from, uh, but for but for me, not so much. Now, I, I picked this movie because I, I thought the premise of the your podcast was, what did you watch too early, you know, at a mm-hmm. young age that you shouldn't yeah. have, right? Yeah. So this falls perfectly within that because let me just paint a picture. Nineteen eighty two. I was nine years old. Um, Little Jarrell. <laughs> right. We're, 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 we're living in West Germany at the time. And all, growing up, my mom, you know, she's very fundamentalist, you know, evangelical Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad, you know, Air Force veteran, not so much. So there was that dichotomy. So, you know, whenever my dad would go watch horror movies like Friday the 13th or 
Funhouse or or was that was it called Funhouse? Yeah. Anyway, um, or or even Alien. You know, he would come back and he would do his best to describe the movie to me, and I'm just like, oh wow. Oh. So one night he was like, oh, I'm gonna go to a movie. I'm like, what are you gonna go see? Oh, it's a movie called American Werewolf in London. I said, can I can I go? And he's like, eh. you know, my mom's like, no, no, you can't. You know, because it's rated R. You're nine years old. You know, God wouldn't approve. But then, um, <laughs> you know, I, I I just kept for some reason she she just gave in. She was like, fine, go. But after the movie, when you get back and you're scared at night, don't call for me. I said, okay, <laughs> I don't okay, want to no, hear it. Yeah, yeah. I said, all right, yeah, fine, no problem, no problem. So my dad was like, all right, no come problem. on, let's go. So that that's the first half of the story and so and, and what I love about the movie is I mean writer director side I'll talk about that but just the <laughs> uh, just the whole aesthetics of the movie you know because it's classic 80 early 80s movie you know right mm-hmm. out of the 70s merging into the 80s I was in Europe at the time so I kind of I could look at all of the set pieces and the buildings and I, you know, it felt familiar to me. Right. And it just with, with, you know, just the opening scene of the movie, you know, just two guys hiking up in the, you know, Northern England up in the moors. And, you know, you had the witty banter between the two, you know, David and Jack. And it, it just felt for me, it's like, okay, I could see myself in that situation, you know, cause I was over in the continent at the time. Mm-hmm. But as, as, as horror movies go, I, I appreciated this because I rewatched it again. The action starts like 16 minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. you know, when, you know, the guys are walking along the moors, they go into the pub, you know, the record scratch, everybody <laughs> looks at them, right? You, know? you ain't from around here. Well, right. they don't sound like that around right, here, right, but you know right. what I mean? <laughs> right. And, you know, and they're trying to play the parts of the, you know, out of water Americans. Oh, can we come in? You know, do you have any, you know, hot soup? And the lady's like, no. Oh, do you have any of this? No. What do you have? Oh, beer. Okay. Well, can we have some tea? Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's some tea. You know. Oh, so, we forgot so you, we had that. <laughs> yes. So, so you automatically get that, like, okay, these guys are fish out of water, you know, in every aspect of, of, of the sure. story, you know. And then, you know, of course, they're just the naive, dumb Americans. Oh, what's the pentagram on the wall? And then it's like, get out, get out. (laughs) You don't know. Yeah, you've crossed the line, you know. But, you know, you got to take some creative license with it. It's like, why did they, just because they mentioned there's a pentagram on the wall, why did the pub people automatically, you know, like shun these guys? But it's movies. It's it's movies, right? Well, they probably figured you're going to do some dumb shit because you don't know what the rules are. So you need to stop. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. And you right know that would be good. You know, and, and then I liked how, you know, the one uh you know, the bar matron, you know, after the guys were like, get out, she was like, No, no, we can't send them out there, you know. So it kind of mm-hmm. it gave a, a uh, foreshadow. Yeah, foreshadowing. Yeah, thank you. Foreshadowing to what was really out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and then then of course the guys are out there and they're walking, you know, and, and also the movie, you know, when they get out of the sheep truck. You know, the driver tells him, stay on the roads, stay off the moors, you yep. know, stay on the road. And, and then, then. <laughs> where, where, they, where they end up on the moors, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. the nine-year-old me, I'm like, man, something's about to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. And, and like I say, let me preface this. This is before internet, before, you know, Rotten Tomatoes, before even, um, 
you know, before even previews, really, because in, it, when we were over in Germany in the 80s, we didn't get movies like first run movies. It took about like a year and a half to reach us over there. Yeah. So, you know, um, so I was 100 percent going in the movie cold. You know, I knew werewolf and everything, but I, I was not expecting at the 16 minute mark for the guy to get his throat, you know, <laughs> just eaten legitimately out. Yeah, yeah, obliterated just, right you know <laughs> and it's just and the camera's just right on there and the werewolf's just tearing at his throat so that scene happens and I'm sitting there next to my dad and, and each minute I'm just shrinking down in my chair shrinking down in my chair till eventually I I I I, I watch probably like the next 30 minutes of the movie like this my hand over my eyes literally you know <laughs> yeah 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 I'm just sitting there like that <laughs> You know, so then, you know, and, and what the movie does well, it does action and then, you know, uh, like subtext and, and getting to know characters and then, you know, action and then some more, you know, there's right. like a flow to the movie. So it, I could tell through, you know, even as a nine-year-old kid, the, the impact of, of music and sound, I was kind of getting excited I, I knew something was coming that's when I would oh cover my eyes you know so yeah gotcha yeah 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 so you got to, you got to cover your eyes so yeah. what what would you say as a formative aspect for this movie yeah um because it was a first I mean you're a kid watching it yeah how did it shape your fear from there on out did you say horror is not your bag, right? Right, so right, maybe, right, right. Maybe this was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> right. It was, uh, yeah, it was part of my resistance to not, yeah, you know, because uh, honestly, the next horror movie I probably saw was, you know, when I was probably like in my late teens, you know, because uh, of this movie. Yes. You know, Brady Cat. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm like, no, give me explosions and shoot 'em ups all day, but horror i don't know um but I, I i even at a young age i could understand with movies how like dialogue can move the story like we're saying through foreshadowing mm -hmm. um anticipation through music you know it would kind of give you that okay something's about to happen you could hear this music happening mm -hmm. um e even in terms of you know, um, characters' actions, you know, like, like I say, the guys are out on the moors, and they're running this way, they hear the howling from that way, and they stop, and they're like, okay, let's head this way, then they run back, you know, the opposite direction, and they're like, right. wait a minute, it's coming from over there, mm -hmm. so, you know, I, I just, I just picked up on a lot of those things, even at a young age, uh, just some of the tricks that movie makers did to kind of drive the story, and, you know, relay that feeling to the audience members yeah absolutely and i think yeah. if when you're older and you're watching it because i'm sure you've rewatched it mm -hmm. <laughs> since then yeah, uh, yeah but what do you think went over your head at nine that you saw as an adult or even a late teen to say oh either i shouldn't have been watching number one i shouldn't have been watching this or <laughs> yeah. or yeah. anything that it just kind of made more sense to you as you were older um definitely the you know, as you get older, you can understand, yeah, this is just a movie, you know, mm -hmm. these guys made these dumb decisions to drive the story, you know, they mm -hmm. had to do that, 
because yeah. otherwise you wouldn't have a story if they would have stayed on the road you'd have no story mm-hmm. you know so but as a kid yeah i didn't understand that you know i'm the whole time i'm like why are these guys not following directions you know <laughs> why why did they leave the pub you would have been i would have been like i am not leaving i'll sleep on the floor i don't care what but i'm not leaving middle of the night right. in a foreign country you know so uh yeah that was kind of for for me as I got older, you kind of separate mm. out, you know, fiction from, from reality. But when yeah. I was nine, it just, it felt very real. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to talk about one of, because I want to get to your favorite scenes in the movie. Yep. So what, I, and I'm sure it's probably one that I'm hoping that it is. Oh, um. I don't want to, disapp- <laughs> don't, don't do that. Cause I don't want to disappoint you. I don't want to be like, oh, the time when. Like, no, like oh wow. that's not what i meant i yeah. can just bring it up it's fine <laughs> all right we'll, we'll blur it out on three ready you bastard <laughs> what would you say are your favorite scenes from the movie okay What's- all right so the, my favorite scene is the first time when he transformed and you saw it you know Oh, was that it? Did I did yes! I get it right? Did I get it? Okay. Yes. Yeah. The transformation scene is so freaking killer. And Woo! when I rewatched, I, I should have timed it, but it's like this because I, I, I even remember, you know, as a kid watching, it was just so grueling because once again, you you, you saw the agony on his face, mm-hmm. the contortions that his body would go through, and then the audio sounds of bones creaking and muscles and sinew snapping and you know yeah (laughs) and and it was just like awesome it was you know uh, but and and then kind of tie that in rick baker was the you know the makeup yeah artist of that you know who's gone on to like you know doing like nutty professor and everything else right just a master of amazing yeah 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 is correct but um, yeah, when he was, like I say, he's just like, oh, I'm getting hot. He takes his shirt off and then you see the, you know, it's the bumps on his spine and then, mm-hmm. you know, and and he's the just hand. Like, yeah, the hand stretching out and then he's laying on his back and he's like six, eight feet long, you know, and he's just like, ah, and then yeah. it's, and then when his face elongs to make the snout and, oh. you know, yeah, and you just hear all the bones just cracking and it was just like, that's for me, that's like three six that touches all the boxes in horror you know the audio yeah. the visual the you know the the creepiness the you know yeah. all it touches all of that so that that was probably one of my favorite scenes in the movie yeah it's so it's one of my ultimate favorite scenes in any horror movie because it is yeah. so so cool and it's such a huge piece of like body horror yes. and and practical effects which i am yes. an absolute oh, sucker for practical exactly. effects it's yep. like yes. <laughs> talk about getting ignited right. i am i am such a sucker for that and i absolutely love the way that this was done and every single piece of it is so perfect yep. in that scene because there's so much trauma going on not yes. only to the body but he's finally like right realizing what the hell is going on with him. Right. and then you you feel bad right and then you're like, well, no, because then you're kind of really freaking cool. Yeah, so wear yeah. a wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's like, you know, it, it kind of it kind of takes away from, you know, other werewolf movies where, 
you know, one scene, the guy is human and then boom, full moon. Oh, he's a werewolf. You know, right. you don't ever see <laughs> that. Hair. Yeah. You never see that, that, or, or, or maybe like the old, who was it? Lon Chaney, like in the twenties or thirties, mm-hmm. you know, they do the stop motion. You see hair yeah. growing, you know, <laughs> slowly down ooh, the face. Ooh, scary. Oh. <laughs> but American Werewolf oh, yeah. in London. Yeah. They, it was just so visceral. And it's like the camera didn't flinch while it was just yeah. watching this guy in so agony. Freaking smart. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love when uh, when um, Jack, the first yeah. time he sees Jack in oh, his yes. new new girlfriend's apartment. I yes. guess they're dating yes. by then. Right, the right. Nurse. The nurse. Yeah. But when the first time he sees him is just so, I feel yes. like that gives a little bit of, it's scary. It's super yes. scary because his makeup yeah. just progressively gets fucking worse. It gets worse. Yeah. Every scene. Yeah. Every time you see him, then last when he's in the movie theater, you're like, Ugh. um. But when you see him, that literally gives a little bit of brevity to the movie because you're yes. just like, what the hell is this guy yeah. doing here? Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the flow I was talking about. It's yeah. like, yeah, you 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 know, you're like, oh man, there's this dead guy, his throat, you can still see like his esophagus through like, you know, through the rips <laughs> in his neck. But he's like, Hey Jack, how's it going? Let me eat some of this toast. Or, you know, yeah. hey, you, you know, you're gonna turn into a, a werewolf, so you gotta, you know, he's, <laughs> you better <he's>, eat up. <laughs> yeah, he's put he's putting him up on what's gonna happen, and you know, and then it's that whole thing of is this in his you know, in David, is this in his head or, you know, right. is he is really he David? Crazy? Yeah, is he going crazy? Is this all part of the whole, you know, process yeah. of becoming a a, um, a werewolf? You know, right. you see this sort of thing, you know, but yeah, so that, it, yeah, it's like, even though it's, it, it was very visually gross, but yeah, it was, the, the dialogue was still light and still yeah. very kind still of, funny. you know, funny. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I think they both like played really well off each other. And Griffin Dunn yes. um, is just funny in his own right. Like he just yeah. has this like very dry, right. very like, delivery, um, yes. which I think really, really helps. And, yeah. um, you know, David's character is super, I mean, they're both super naive American guys backpacking, yeah. Yeah. you know, the, yeah. and dark. Um, but I think that with this, like you have so many dynamics with you starting like, so much is going on and I feel mm. like he's not taking stock of the fact that like, my friend just died. Right. I'm not I'm not feeling too great. Right. Let me let me hop into a new relationship. Yeah. Like, yeah. Feel like, Does yeah. Make any sense? yeah. Yeah. He's he's not even trying to get back home. You know, he's like, yeah. let me just hang out anybody. here. <laughs> right. You know? And, Dear mom, I've got yeah. eaten by a werewolf. Yeah. Not sure yeah, what yeah. happens next. And and, and I also like in the movie how it's, you know, when the doctor is, you know, looking at his wounds and stuff, or or he's like, you know, David's like, oh, yeah, we were attacked by this wild animal, you know, and then the doctor's like, no, we were told that you were attacked by a lunatic, a guy, you know, on the on the road, you know, and then it's just this whole back and forth of, you know, David's like, no, it was an animal of some sort. And, you know, so you as an audience member, or me particular, I can't speak everybody, but I'm kind of like, you know, why don't these people believe him, you know, Mm because obviously, obviously, a a man couldn't, you know, put these types of wounds on, uh, you know, he could, number one, he couldn't kill two people, kill one of them in the fashion that he did. Mm-hmm. and then injure the other one you know right with that you know. speed and that's feel like right 
I feel like, is this an allegory for doctors just not fucking listening? Um, <laughs> oh, pretty much. Pretty maybe. much. But we'll yeah. get to that later. Yeah, yeah. But I not... feel like with with this, like, you you would think that he would say, hey, look at my friend. <laughs> Something happened yeah. to my yeah. friend. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, oh, and also like to go back, right, when, when he was being attacked, it was nice to see that the pub folks came back and, and kind of saved, you know, they couldn't save yeah. Jack, but they saved David, and, right. you know, and then kind of foreshadowing again, you know, once they shot the werewolf, you know, David, he's on the ground, he looks over, and by the time it's a, a naked man, you know, he, right. he reverted back to, to mm-hmm. human form, you know, kind of foreshadowing, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. smart this is yeah. really well done and what's interesting about the conversation with the doctor and the conversation that he has in the pub is just two kind of two different worlds like you have this provincial right. world that is yes. very immersed in like folklore and legend yep. and yep. myth and things you just don't do and right. sigils and how you protect yourself and the doctor right. being like couldn't possibly be an animal yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's no way it's yeah. so split down the middle what i think is a nice hat tip to to that culture because mm. you know werewolves are such this universal monster that's been around for centuries right in in, in any shape or form you know outside of different like religions and sex and yes all kinds of things i think that was a really nice hat tip to that yeah, yeah. which i liked a lot yeah, but yeah, is yeah. there anything in this movie that you wish didn't happen or that you're like hey i wanted um, to see more than that or i wanted an expansion on this particular story um, kind of fast forward the um, you know like the big scene in Piccadilly Square mm-hmm. like you know after he transformed for the last time and he breaks out of the movie theater mm-hmm. and then um, you know he's kind of running a you know as a werewolf he's running along e- even then as, as masterful as Rick Baker was it, it just seemed a little I don't know it took me out of the whole the horrorness of it you know mm-hmm. because it, it's like if there's a wild animal in the moors, that's different between a wild animal in the middle of a city. Walking around the streets. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't, I don't know. I, and then it's kind of funny. It's like, you know, he breaks out of the theater as the werewolf. He's running around and he just looks, I didn't, I didn't care for the practical effects in that one. But that's, that's a side, that's a small thing. But then all the car crashes and all the women screaming and it, it just yeah. seemed a little too too much it seemed a little bit too much like a naked gun type of thing it's like <laughs> naked gun. Or, or 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 uh you know uh uh what was okay. it like inspector Clouseau type of thing you know yeah. all this chaos you know happening in various levels and various areas you know a bus crashes into a telephone pole and yeah. this and that it, it, bunch of hijinks I, yeah yeah hijinks. <laughs> i didn't i didn't care for that it just seemed a little too hokey i don't know hijinks. Too i love it yeah, no I, yeah. and i always like to ask that because even though you know if we even when we go through movies that you're just like jesus really scared me and yeah know, yeah or i really love this movie there's always one piece that and I've had some folks on that have been like, no, it's absolutely perfect, which I can sometimes yeah. agree with. But I feel like with this movie, you've written some horror elements in your screenplays. Yeah, yeah. Is there any techniques or any plot devices or anything that you've pulled from this movie into your own work? Oh man, that's a good question. Whoosh. <laughs> I'm going to take out the dead air. So take as long as you okay, want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> ah, that's a good, let me come back to that one. Oh, but okay. I, I, okay. There was another part I didn't like. 
yeah. at the very end, you know, they have him, you know, he, he's the werewolf, all this chaos, Piccadilly Square. He goes down that, you know, and everybody's chasing him, more cops come, more cops. And then, you know, uh, a SWAT team, you know, unloads off the truck and they line up and he's like, oh, he's down in a dead end, you know, and then the, the nurse and the doctor arrive and then she yeah. breaks through the police line and, oh, I need to talk to him. And so she's running down the alley towards you know, a werewolf, and she's trying to rationalize with him, like, David, I know that's you, you're in there, and, and, and then it does a, a close-up, it does a close-up on the werewolf's eyes, and he's just like, honey, is that you, is that you, I was, even as a kid, I was like, okay, this is some Come bullshit, on, this is some bullshit, yeah, Come on, man. And, and then not, not, not to be, you know, super nerdy about it, but that police line and those soldiers were a good, 50 60 yards back from the end of the alley she's probably hoofing but then but then but then the woman she runs and she's she's standing in front you know she has the soldiers to her back yeah the werewolf in front of her and then you know the werewolf lunges at her and they just start shooting and they you know they eventually kill the werewolf kill him right. but they miss her they miss you know I don't understand the I don't see how she could have gotten out of the way. I don't know. She was, a, yeah. she was booking and movie they, magic. Movie magic. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Every it's just single movie magic. Just movie happened magic. to miss yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. vital organ. <laughs> yeah, that scene. I didn't I didn't I didn't like that. I didn't like that. But I, I, I did like how they they never you know, they moved away from a silver bullet type of that whole yeah. ethos, right? They didn't they never did that, you know, which I liked. Which I yeah. liked. Yeah, because there's so many and a friend of uh, my friend Chris and I and I think you might have probably listened to my old pod that I had with my friend mm -hmm. Chris. Yeah. Um, when we did the Halloween one we were talking about the folklore about how to get rid of a werewolf. Oh, and it yeah. was like calling them by their Christian name three times in a row. Right. <laughs> supposed to get rid of them like, <laughs> poof, you are no longer a werewolf. Right. Yeah. Or um, making oh, and then one was like, if you uh, nick a werewolf in the same spot eventually like it's like you if you try why are you trying to nick a werewolf first of all like, like what do you mean you like like with the like a with a knife or something yeah nick like it, with or? a little scratch <laughs> like, why oh. are you trying to just scratch it how like why are you trying to just yeah. what what how could you get that close why would you want to get that close to it For, and then that is my direct question <laughs> and, and i would have, i would assume they have it. pretty thick fur and you know yeah. some pretty tough skin so yeah, yeah you're not yeah, nicking yeah, yeah. anything but i thought like the yeah. telling yelling their christian name at them three times nice. it just cracks me up because it just nice. like it's a very like dorothy and oz kind of way to get right. yourself out of a situation right. and it doesn't it's not gonna work yeah. that thing is gonna that thing is going to kill you yeah uh, um, okay but back to your question as far as incorporate scripts. what yeah. i incorporate and i haven't i haven't read the script to this one you know maybe i should just to kind of see but i i would think there's you know certain elements within the movie you know i i think the foreshadowing is the biggest one for me you know the yeah. foreshadowing and tying things up you know, the making things, you know, a complete circuit, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. how we mentioned before, you know, he was attacked by a werewolf, it was shot, it reverted back to human form. At the end, you know, bookend, he's a werewolf, he gets shot, you know, yeah. she looks over mm -hmm. at him, he's back in his human form, you know? Yeah. Not necessarily, that does, you know, that, that could be applied to any genre, but I, you know, I noticed it in this movie and that's what I try to do with a lot of my writing as well. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And your, your writing always has like 
I'm not going to say like a neat and tidy end, but the mm. way you make things, the way your story takes root and takes place always makes sense. Like I'm never like looking at your work, like, I don't, you're going to have to tell me a little bit about what you mean here in order for uh, me to like understand. Right, right. And I think that that's really essential. Yeah. Um, and I, I see where you're, you're drawing like the coming full circle with, yeah you know, the foreshadowing and things like that. I think that's yeah. really, really super smart. And I've oh. seen it in your work before. You should read Jarrell's work on the kids oh, that are you. out there. Oh, thank so. you. Yes, yes, please read yeah. it. And, yeah. Read <laughs> it and then be like, and then be like, hmm, that's interesting. That's but, interesting. Um, Let me cut you a check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at the very least. But uh, also this movie, and I, and I know, because I, I think we talked about this before, like the, like the, the very British horror, like the Hammer, oh. was it Hammer House of Horror? Oh, I freaking love Hammer Horror, yeah. man. So, so this, 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 <laughs> this kind of had that feel also you know that yeah. very you know uh, i think it just for me it just ties into like a very specific time in mm -hmm. england you know it's yeah. got to be between 79 and 86 you know yeah. to where you know the wall coverings look a certain way the you know bathroom features look a certain way right uh just the way that people are dressed and carry themselves yeah the set uh, decoration yeah like a through this line. this this kind of reminded me of a hammer horror type movie you i know. can see why you would say that yeah okay I you like see that. the same way okay yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I can see that okay okay i'm, I'm glad you see that because <laughs> yeah, otherwise like... i'd have been like podcast over right. podcast <laughs> over. never mind i gotta go <laughs> yeah you know what i mean but uh yeah so it, it kind of and then I appreciated about this movie. It's a very short, it's only like an hour and 30 minutes, you know, mm -hmm. only an hour and a half, right? So very tidy, not a lot of fluff, um, not a lot, not a very big cast, right? You mm -hmm. know, um, so those are some of the things I, I kind of like in, in movies overall that, mm -hmm. you know, kind of gives it a, a very grounded feel, you know, yeah. if it's like a cast of thousands and multiple locations oh we have to oh we got to go to berlin oh we got to go to brussels now we got to go to cairo right. we're chasing this freaking you know, jason Bourne movie <laughs> yeah you know we're chasing this werewolf all around europe and you know but no this it was very contained two locations right the moors and in london that's right. it you know yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, i was just as i got older i i could appreciate that aspect yeah yeah. So I think it's easier to follow the story if you're not in like 18 different locations. Right. Um, and not to say that like just from camera work that it can't seem that way, mm. but I just think that it's more palatable yeah. to folks that maybe are outside of the horror genre that right. can enjoy a horror story. So yeah. I think that that, and horror has been very good with that. I've never mm. really experienced a horror movie and maybe I just, I just have not seen one yet mm. that is in like a million locations. Right. Um, it's always, you know, I, and maybe I just appreciate more self-contained horror and maybe that's yes. what I gravitate towards, yeah. but yeah. I think that this is, I, I agree with, I agree with yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, <laughs> Sweat. Oh. <laughs> For what? You're so nervous. funny. I'm so nervous. So, so You're nervous. Shaking. Shaking like a leaf. Oh, stab. <laughs> so I always ask, yeah. in your personal opinion, if yeah. anything, mm. what do you feel is an allegory for this movie or what do you feel that this movie is trying to say oh man that's a man you have some good questions well let's yeah, see allegory for this story or what it's trying to tell us okay probably number one follow directions don't be a dumbass <laughs> right like i say if they would have just Top stayed one. on if, if they would have just stayed on the road and not on the moors yeah um number two like you're saying uh mix of 
folklore with the old world and the new, you know, because mm-hmm. it kind of crossed over because initially probably this werewolf problem was just reserved for the Moors, you know, up in that area, mm-hmm. you know, right mm-hmm. now this guy, they transport him to London and now it's okay. You got this two worlds interacting, you know, yeah. Um, that, you know, bridging of two, yeah, two worlds and um, I don't know, maybe don't let the fact that your boyfriend's a werewolf stop true love. I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> doesn't matter if their bullets are flying. Doesn't, ma- doesn't, doesn't matter if doesn't, you got to book it down to a dead end. That's right. Doesn't matter if they're a liking or not. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, show that like and love, you know. Like and love. <laughs> like and let live. <laughs> Um, now, just just a, just a caveat. I've never I've never watched the um, uh, Twilight series. I know there's werewolves you're you're fine. in there. Okay, so you're okay. When they when now when they trans when they transform, how do they transform in the movie? Oh, just like super fast, like they start okay. running, and all of a sudden they're freaking oh, werewolves. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say this because I literally was forced to watch a series of them because my niece was in love with them. So, nice. Nice. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, you know, you try to do things for family. Right. Do it for the kids. Sometimes you, you get hemmed up. Yeah. <laughs> and think for the kids. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, can you give me? Uh, can you explain this movie to people who have no idea what it is? never even seen any posters for it or anything. Can you explain this yeah. movie to someone in a couple of sentences? Two Americans backpacking in rural England. One of them gets bitten by a werewolf, eventually turning into a werewolf. But before he turns into a werewolf, his best friend who died by that werewolf warns him, you're going to turn into a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Much it. It's like it's the best I got. <laughs> it's but, pretty similar. It's yeah. pretty similar. So I this is the IMDb log line, which oh, okay. I always like to compare and contrast because yeah. sometimes people's log lines have been better than the IMDb ones. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. funny. Yeah. So it says two American college students on a walking tour of Britain, which like walking tour where? Where's your fucking guide? Yeah, it's <laughs> you, just, must, oh, you are oh. definitely on your own. Yeah. <laughs> are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals will admit exists. Oh. What? That's, uh, what it, that's what that's what it says. <laughs> well, maybe they wouldn't. They wouldn't. It's not they that they would, didn't. They didn't want to admit that it. You know. Yeah, they, they didn't admit like, it to them to those two, but amongst themselves, they knew. They sure as hell knew they it was knew. out there. Yeah. Because that chicken was like, "Don't let him go out there." Right. They knew. <laughs> and, you know. But uh, I, I was gonna say, like, um. You know, with uh, with Jack make, you know, you know, every 30, 20 minutes he would show up, yeah. you know, decomposing. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then even like like, you know, the guy he killed in the subway or the, yeah. the couple that he killed or and all, all those other people, they kept showing up, you know, yeah. by the time he's in the movie theater and they're all, you know, they're all pretty pissed. <laughs> yeah, they're all there, you know, and, you know, but uh, like I say, and then also. You know, like I say, I'm watching a movie like this, but when he's in the in the movie theater in the peep show, I did a little bit of like, okay, yeah, let me let me just take a little look at this. Uh, you know, you remember yeah, when he was in the right. yeah, yeah, he's in the porn show, right? Porn <laughs> right. So now you're on me. I was like, let me take advantage and let me look at this a little bit. Okay, right? okay. I have to okay. like understand the psyche of this person because I I just keep laughing. Like like I said, this is one of my all time 
favorite favorite movies yeah like anytime i catch this movie either like i don't have cable anymore everything yeah. i have is streaming but yeah. you, back in the day if i caught it i would finish watching it from wherever it was yeah. Yep. But it cracks me up that it's like, are you hiding out in the porn theater so nobody's gonna find you? No, it was. Are you odd. trying to actually look at some porn? Either way, I don't Either judge. Way. Yeah, but, but it just, was just <laughs> odd. It's like, why, why that? Why the peep show? Why would you go in there of all Pete places? Show. Yeah, you know. But, but I do love, I do love Jack's makeup in yes. the theater scene because he, yes. his face, his face just looks like a pop balloon. Yeah, you couldn't. <laughs> it's just unrecognizable. It was just like just so, so great decomposing flesh falling off and just oh my God, like, i love it gross. and then his voice gets like kind of like gurgly and yes it's amazing yeah. and, and, and like i say the camera it just stays right on it and it's just like you're like please come on come on cut do a cut scene please you know but yeah, the camera sure. just stayed right on there but yeah that was just the genius of rick baker and that makeup it was just like yes. you know in looks so realistic Indeed. yeah Indeed. yeah so so put a book in on this fast forward the movie's over yeah we leave the theater we go home <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, like, it's like uh you know one in the morning and at the time you know i only had one brother and we shared a room i'm, I'm in bed and i'm just like i'm getting scared mom mom she did not show up she, she, she calls out from the other room she goes call your dad oh snap <laughs> uh, so i'm like dad dad he's like boy go to sleep that was just oh, a movie no. oh no <laughs> yeah 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 what i what i do like looking at this poor little Jarrell. oh <laughs> i know but i mean i i had it i had it coming you know i mean you did you I did. had it coming. I was too young to watch that. I shouldn't cool. have. Yeah. Talk about foreshadowing. <laughs> should have known my, my, your ass was not going to get any help. Like I say, my mom knew ahead of time. She's like, don't call me when you get scared. I don't want to you know, hear about it. For, foreshadowing. So funny. Yeah. But my you dad know, was like, boy, go to sleep. <laughs> it was just a movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I can't breathe. You know what kind of ticks me off a little bit? Um, just at this IMDb page, the yeah. amount of special effects, visual effects, people oh. that are uncredited in this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they're uh, they're credited here in IMDb, but they're just uncred. There's so many things in parentheses, uncredited, uncredited. uncredited. Wow. <sighs> I wonder if that affected their money in any way. I would assume there's so many people that were uncredited, and I'm or, not talking there... about. I'm not talking about like extras i'm talking about like yeah. crew yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. god damn yeah what oh yeah yeah so yeah that guy that guy fuck him and his son yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here folks <laughs> i endorse this message <laughs> uh, so Jarrell, yeah. can you tell the folks where they can find your work any oh. projects you got coming up where can they find you oh i'm so bad you at got this. really great twitter commentary if you want to follow oh, my oh. Twitter well thank you thank you mo i you know i try He's to kind of a norse to damas uh, 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 a little bit of a sixth sense here or there i try I, I i try to give more than i take it's you know kind of scary. <laughs> but um i try to connect the dots that's all i do i just connect the dots that are out there but um yeah i'm at at jbug33 on twitter um yeah that's where you can find me um yeah shame on me I, you know i'm not like uh, 
I don't have a dedicated website with all my, you know, screenplays. And I, I you know, this year I'm going to be better at that. You know, like I've heard about you. the whole, uh, what's the thing, Coverfly or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've heard some good things about fly. that, you know, because in this game, it's all about exposure, becoming a known quantity to the right folks, yeah. get that, <laughs> get that, get that, that, that single elusive yes, you know, yeah. that's just floating out in the ether somewhere, <laughs> right, you know, Trying that, that. Fifty million other people are trying to go after, you know. Yeah. But yeah. But hey, being a commodity. Yeah. But hey, we're gonna get you know a remake of I don't know what a third Bewitch remake or a, you yeah. know a sixth, oh, you know a sixth. Uh, I don't know what did I hear shit that upset me that they're gonna remake. Oh, oh. no. What's what? Oh, oh, you like this? I, aren't they gonna? I think they're gonna make a, a American version of uh, Train to Busan. Oh, I did hear about that, and I'm already disappointed. So, are fucking with things that are already good. Are you are you disappointed enough to watch the original Train to Busan? I've already watched it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> a little bit okay. of backstory on that. So, uh, Darrell and a couple of other friends of mine have tried to get me to watch Train to Busan for probably about three or four freaking years right now. Shamed you. Shamed and I, you. I know it's the worst shame in my life. And when I was in LA in September, oh. my friend, my friend that I was staying with, uh, my friend Lisa that I was staying with, she was like, I, I haven't had a chance to watch it either. And I was right. like, we're going to do it right now. <laughs> and we watched it. And I will tell you that it literally broke me for a good week. It, it was good, right? And I felt like I was emotionally barren and I could not express joy. Yes. But it was very, very good. All the and actors, then, that little girl, it was very oh good. Oh my God, she was so good. Yes. I can't even talk about it. I yes. can't talk about it because it's it was insane. very. I was very surprised because at first I was like, on a train. Ah, yeah, come on. Mm. You know, is this going to be like snakes on a plane type of thing? You know, snakes and on a plane. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, where do you where where you There's go too with many this? zombies on this yeah. train? <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much the log line for Train to Busan. You know what? I I think Samuel Jackson's going to be in the remake, so it all oh, makes probably, sense. No, no, he, no, 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 I don't know. You know what? You're right about a lot of things. I would not. I would crack just have up. A, have him just do a cameo and walk through and just say I that. I would have to text done. you ASAP yeah. and be like, Jarrell, did you see this? <laughs> you need to check out the cast list. You yeah. lose your mind. Oh, oh. But I'm so excited that you got to, um, that I got to talk about this. Oh, me too. I'm glad to. I'm just, I love this movie. It's hanging up right in my office behind me I right see now. that. I see that. Oh, yeah. I absolutely. And like I say, I, I listen I, 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 I listen to all the other podcasts that you do with all the other writers and yeah. stuff. And yeah, you do a very good job. Very good yeah. job. It's very entertaining. It's Thanks. very, you know, it, it's very timely in this, you know, because of COVID and everything, everybody's stuck in the house. Yeah. But at mm-hmm. the same time, at the same time, it's good to hear from, regular people about Mm -hmm. you know what because we're the ultimate consumer and customer of this product right so yeah i mean you know 100 we're we're not i don't get paid to give my opinion about something right right? so therefore (laughs) right therefore take my opinion over the uh the paid uh critic right i mean right i think that it's important to like just yeah to your point it's just like you know the people who are trying to cultivate new art mm. and get their stories out there i feel yeah. like have such us i guess a stronger um 
not necessarily like belief system, but like a stronger, mm. you know, anchored system as to how they love these movies and why they love these movies yeah. and how it shaped us as writers. And yeah. it's it's not to say that you know the celebrities don't have those pieces, right. but I think that there's a den- like there's a definitely an authenticity I love about the writing community. Yeah, is that we are so unabashedly unashamed to be like, I fucking love this movie, right? Like, right. you know, right? And they don't, they can, and we can talk shit about how like this scene was crap, yes, or like that, and we don't have to worry about you know people being like, well, actually, you probably shouldn't have said that, Jarrell. Right. We're gonna have to meet right. about it. Yeah, yeah, our, yeah. Our yeah. handlers aren't gonna come out. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't say you didn't like that scene because you know this guy who could eventually give you a job, you know. Right he you know he was second director on this and you know that was his shot so yeah i'm like eh, i think eh. we kind of need to normalize yes not everybody does 100 percent all the time exactly and i don't think you're gonna walk up to somebody and be like no you know you suck no. I you like some no. people do <laughs> no i, I, some people I would do. i would but i don't think that people really that's not you know on our plan of things to do right but i think that it's we would i think we would all be remiss if we did not kind of check ourselves too yes and the places that where we fail or we've made like some missteps and scripts and things like that right um so and opening ourselves up to the same criticism and then understanding that it's all kind of yeah yeah oh i want to tell you congratulations i saw uh some of your work's gonna get published oh yes my short story henry is in the quaint and curious volume of gothic tales by bridges gate press so congratulations on that great job great job yeah yeah it's it's freaking scary but it's cool (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. it's cool but i am psyched i'm so glad we got to talk about this me too i'm so glad thank you for having me finally on the freaking podcast yeah but um i'm awesome i'm awesome (laughs) you are you are speaking into existence you you gotta gotta blow your own horn gotta do it i don't (laughs) sit near my freaking robe what no no we will see you next week